0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! The RV is back on the road with another episode. On today's show, we are headed to Jersey to speak to Stephen Joseph. Originally from New York, Stephen is an attorney, a speaker, and an author. His latest book, a grown-up guide to effective crankiness. The cranker series map is out now. So, Stephen, very welcome. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, it's my pleasure. So, Stephen, maybe I didn't read this correctly, but you run ten miles a day, and you've run in over twenty marathons. Is that right?
2: Uh, I I run yes I run well it's not exactly right uh, I run do run about ten miles every day I'm sixty years old so uh, my knees are still working and uh, I've run about forty five closing on fifty marathons.
0: Good that your knees are not damaged. I believe you are wearing proper shoes. So um, how did you first get into writing, Stephen?
2: It's a couple things. I actually um, I have my website where I, I write all the time. Well, www.stephenjosephauthor.com, and uh, my most recent one uh, is called "Spinning Your Wheel Wheels Uh So everything is—I I name every chapter, every blog, Crankataurus. So, so, and um, I actually t- I retell the story of the Wizard of Oz, where the Wizard gets eaten by the lion, which was a lot of fun. But I also tell a story from my childhood. And I went to this Jewish school and the rabbi was asking the class, is what do people want to experience most in life? And uh, some kid yelled out pleasure. So everyone thought that was the wrong answer, but rabbi says, no, that was the right answer. So then the rabbi asked, uh, uh, what's the opposite of pleasure? And the same kid right away answered pain. And rabbi said, no, that's incorrect. The opposite of pleasure, is comfort. And he explained that you know ple- you get pleasure out of like your experiences out of accomplishment. Like if you run the marathon, for example. Uh-huh. Uh, comfort, you never got out of the bed in the first place. You just stayed in bed. So that's how we said uh, the opposite of pleasure is comfort. So that's part of it. And um, the other thing, I used to be very heavy. I was around 240 pounds and I lost like 85 pounds in five months. I wasn't planning on doing it, but, uh, uh, I cut out one thing after another thing. And I said, no matter how tired I was, I was going to go to the gym and try to do whatever I could. And when I first started, I was, they put me on like a life cycle, a bicycle, and I couldn't even do three minutes. And then two years later, I did a marathon. And, uh, one of the things I talk about in my book, uh, is, uh, changing my normals i always call about looking at your normals uh, not habits i don't like the word habit because it you feels know, good habits bad habits but if you have your normals it's what you normally do uh, it's just i normally have my coffee in the morning i normally whatever i do, uh, do brush my teeth you know those are my normals and uh, and basically uh, it was something i did uh, to say okay I'm gonna I'm going to look at what my normals are and change them. And then I start running. And I didn't even realize that when I I talk about changing normals, I talk about when my daughter was young, she's like 26 now, but when she was young, uh, I noticed that, you know, I I guess what uh, a lot of parents do, they become the garbage can for the kids. Like if there's a chicken nugget, and uh, she's not eating the last chicken nugget. I don't want to throw it out, so I'll eat it. Or the last piece, slice of pizza, I'll eat. I became the garbage can. And uh, I gained like 10 pounds being the garbage can. So I I, just, I decided that, hey, I'm gonna stop being a garbage can. And I actually used the garbage can to be the garbage can. And it works very well. The garbage can works very well as a garbage can. So that's when I, I thought about it. Like looking at what I did earlier, I just changed my normals.
0: Wow, interesting. And it means that writing is your normal. Can I uh,
2: Yes, yes. Writing. Well, what happens a lot of the stuff I, I write uh, when you go out running a couple hours every morning, like the stuff just comes into my head and it just gets written in my head. Which is a lot of fun. I, I don't even realize I'm running. I'm just busy writing. And when I get back home, that's when, okay, now I just have to copy whatever I already written in my head and just put it onto the computer.
0: How did you first get into writing? After you started running or you started writing before?
2: How I, I started writing? Was uh, I'm a, I'm an attorney, so uh, I was asked to uh, speak at a seminar. This goes back like 1995, and uh, I said, "Great, sure, I'll speak." You know, just show up and speak. And, he, and then this attorney says, "I also want you to write two chapters for the book on um, on this for the seminar. It was on accountants' malpractice. Very exciting." And I said, like, writing chapters, like, oh, God. And, and he told me, uh, which always stuck with me, goes, if you ever want to be an expert, just write about it. So uh, that really stuck with me, that, uh, you know, just writing about what, what things I see, my experiences, putting it down on paper, that, that just really helps uh, to me. That actually, it educates myself that becomes became something i did uh you know just on my my legal profession
0: Mm -hmm. and steve your first book is actually a children's book and it's called the last surviving dinosaur what is the story behind it the last
2: surviving dinosaur the tyranti and it's the story about the smallest dinosaur on the planet uh, but the most dangerous dinosaur of them all and how humans evolved from this particular small little dinosaur. So basically uh, she was, uh, Souris is the Yiddish word for problems. And she kept cranking out Souris till all the other dinosaurs vanished, except for one other dinosaur, the tyrantic Kvetchisaurus. Kvetching, you know, it's like complaining about your problems. And uh, millions of years later, humans evolved from these dinosaurs. This is why when babies are born, they're crying. Because they came from this these the two dinosaurs.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And what is effective crankiness?
2: So effective crankiness, so think, think about this. Uh, I would go into, let's say I'm visiting my aunt to, you know, go to going to see my aunt and I'm coming over for dinner. And she'll say, Stevie, take off your shoes. I paid $30 for this rug. I don't want to get the rug dirty. And you take off your shoes because you don't want to get this very expensive $30 rug dirty. But then what we end up doing is that we, we put the dirt on each other with, with our words, you know, just uh, you know, th- that, that sort of thing. And uh, this is how to be more mindful of uh, you know we're embracing our crankiness, but how we could do it effectively. So uh, uh, on my blog, which will be part of uh, my my next book, just for an example, uh, I have a chapter called "Crankosaurus Menopause." And uh, the reason I wrote that was uh, because uh, one of the reviewers on Amazon loved my book, but wished I was a woman. Because maybe I could come up with a cure for like menopause. So I so, said, "Okay, sure, I'll write that." And um, the the thing was, I actually uh, got married back in right time. I was writing it. Uh, I got married. My uh, I was married before, but uh, and I was with I'm with this woman for ten years. And uh, our deal is that that she gets to. We both get to be not just her. We both get to be. 10% insane, 5% insane, 20% crazy, but but 75% normal. And uh, you might think that's a little crazy, but I'm, I'm saying like, like the, the thing is, if I give you 5% crazy, you get to be 5% of the time, you could get to be crazy. When you do become crazy, I say, oh, it's just within the 5%, no big deal. But if I gave you 0% crazy, you're not allowed to be crazy at all, yeah. Then what what the person does i can't be crazy so i have to say you're crazy i'm not crazy and then that makes the both people crazy Mm. and uh so by giving five percent you become less crazy than if i gave you zero percent uh so it actually works the opposite way
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper
0: And Stephen, how can we deal with crankiness? For example, I am a mother, and I have to admit that sometimes I'm cranky. You know, kids take
2: advantage. Well, I, I first of all, uh, it, it's, it's allowed. It's, it's basically, I almost have like a team approach where I talk about in my book, uh, I have crankosaurus doctor. Where we, we both, uh, everybody diagnoses uh, their crankiness that, uh, oh, and I call it the common crankosaurus. So if you think about like the common cold that you have like two or three a year, like a common crankosaurus, you could have two or three just in one day alone. So to understand that this, like, and I give it a name. So it's okay, it's, it's, uh, it's something we all have. And uh, we all allow each other to have a time to be cranky and, and just, and also hear the crankiness to g- give you permission by giving you permission, then, then it makes it a lot easier. And, uh, one of the, the other chapter I wrote is, uh, uh, cranked kryptonite. We, we all have our kryptonite. Like I talk about Superman and, uh, Superman has, is, has his kryptonite. And I, I write, I can never understand why next week Next episode, he never goes to the doctor to see about this kryptonite problem. And the other thing, just because he has this kryptonite problem, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen doesn't dump him. Say, oh, he has this kryptonite issue. I'm going to find another superhero. Uh, The thing is, we all have our kryptonite. And that's part of being like in a relationship where each other's uh, cranked doctor that, oh, yeah. You know, you have it and that ties in with my Metaplus thing where, you know, everybody gets their five percent, everybody gets their 20 percent.
0: Yes, totally. And Stephen, you identify as optimistic and goofy. How often do you get cranky?
2: I get cranky. Uh, I get cranky a lot. Uh, uh, I, I'm an attorney and I manage other attorneys and, um, and having done this for, for over 30 years, uh, you know, early in my career, I, I'm the young person learning. And now it's like I'm the, the teacher. So um, I have to be patient, but also I see things or my, my eyes end up rolling out of my head a few times a day. So yes, I do get cranky.
0: Yes, I believe that we all get cranky sometimes. And Stephen, you are the son of a Holocaust survivor. How has this affected your views on life or what you write about?
2: Well, uh, my mom was uh, uh, in the concentration camp, uh, but she also uh, was very funny. So I get my humor from her. Uh, and, and, uh, it's, it's this kind of dry humor that, uh, that it, she comes across as serious, but she's really very funny. So, um, I, I have that, uh, and also, uh, it, there is, I always feel that there's a survival resilient part. Uh, I think, um, growing up with that, it, it having a sense of resilience and, uh, that's where, uh, the last surviving dinosaur came from. Was just, um, you know, it was dedicated to my mom that somehow, even though like this little dinosaur, even though she was the tiniest dinosaur, she was the one that survived.
0: And Stephen, is there anything you are currently working on that you would like to share with us?
2: Well, it's soon to be released. It's my next book. It's Noodles, Kadoodles, Poodles, and lots and lots of noodles. And uh, it's, it's actually, uh, I call this a book, this book, it, it's, uh, it's a kid's book, but uh, it's almost like this uh, hopeful post-pandemic book uh, without mentioning pandemic. So uh, that, that it's a story about this uh, man who invents this noodle. This noodle runs on noodles and it was, it's most, everybody loved the snoodle because you could just fill up your car with your snoodle with noodles and you drive home and just press the button and you already have a bowl of noodles ready for dinner. It was wonderful. Interesting. And, uh, and, and they replaced the Krautmobile, which ran on sauerkraut. And and before, when everybody was driving the krautmobile, everybody smelled like sauerkraut, and they were stinky and and um, and cranky. So the Snoodle made everybody happy. And and then Herbie Snoodleman he opens up the the Snoodle Kidoodle uh, Noodle Art Museum, and uh, and he has the Noodle Lisa. So if you see on the book very closely, you can see there's the noodle Lisa. And uh, sour Krudelman, uh, uh, he gets all upset and, and then he, he vandalizes it, gets into the museum and vandalizes it. So other things happen in the book, but uh, basically it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a very happy book where everybody's happy and everybody works out how to live and everybody gets to be creative and, and have fun.
0: This is important, and there are plenty of reasons to be cranky nowadays. Do you have a message you would like to leave for our listeners?
2: Yes, there's a lot of reasons to be cranky. Well, I guess the message is uh, crankiness is something to have fun with. When I do my my chapters, there are some chapters, and some in my blog also. There's some parts I say crankiness, how to deal with it, that it doesn't overwhelm you, and then a lot of chapters. It's just about empowerment. It's just being having a voice, and crankiness is part of your voice. So, um, just just to get into my blog, uh, I retell uh, crankataurus Cinderella. So I redo the Cinderella story, and when the uh, fairy godmother comes she doesn't come and change your dress and give her a, a big outfit or a big uh, carriage with horses and horsemen she gives her a megaphone and it's by by using the megaphone that uh that the prince hears her and of course they they still end up living happily ever after but it's it's having that voice that uh that meant more than just a pretty dress
0: Wonderful, Stephen. And now I am seeing crankiness in a different way, in a more positive way. And Stephen, can you tell our listeners where they can find your books, read your blog? Can you tell us your website?
2: Well, you could go on Amazon or uh, Barnes Noble's. You know, just any of the websites uh, they have my book. You could really find it. Amazon's probably the easiest place. And uh, you could just go uh, visit me on my website at stephenjosephauthor.com. And uh, there's a blog, which uh, you get to preview a lot of the fun stuff for my new book, which will be coming out probably next year. Uh, so uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's really, if you want to, I, I try writing to uh, be hysterically funny, but uh, also seriously educate people and make, pe- make people think as well.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure our listeners are curious to check your book cover. It's beautiful. Thank you. And also your cute dinosaurs. So, Stephen, thank you very, very much for your time.
2: Thank you very much, Lucia. It's thank a pleasure. You.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.